Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. I hope you've had an amazing year so far. I hope you have an amazing year, rest of the year. And I believe next year is going to be painful for some, but amazing for many. Hopefully, if you're watching one rental at a time, you understand what is coming, but you are prepared and ready to go. Something I haven't done this morning yet is check my subscriber count. I don't think I've looked the last couple of days, but do me a favor. I would really like to get to 40,000. We're, I don't know, 400 plus away. So if you like, subscribe, comment to the video, I'd appreciate it. Share these videos with folks. I would greatly appreciate it. Let's get to 40,000. So we are only 10,000 away from a party in Vegas. So do me a favor, subscribe. Let's have some fun. It is November 1st, Tuesday, November 1st. So let's get started with the last economic report before our Fed decision tomorrow. The Fed's meeting has started today uh, with the expected decision tomorrow. At this point, 75 is locked in. I haven't heard anybody talk about 50 or 100. Everybody is on the bandwagon of 75. Now the talk is, according to Wall Street Journal, the Fed will slow down in December. Maybe. Uh, We're going to have a couple of more CPI prints. We're going to have a couple of more job reports with a very important report coming Friday. What happened with the JOLTS report? Remember the JOLTS report last month dropped something like 1.1 million job openings. Traditionally, that is bad news. But what happened? The stock market went up. The bond yields went down because it was good news. The Fed would not have to push us as much. So what did we get today? Did we get what was expected? The JOLTS report was expected to fall from 10.2 to 9.7, 9.8. Guess what happened? We got good news, which of course is bad news in today's crazy world. One second. Hey, Sonny, how are you? This little guy wanted to say hi to y'all. Hi. Hi. All right. So what did we get? We got 10.7 openings and last month was revised higher. So again, it's really weird, right? That's usually a good sign. The economy is healthy. There's plenty of job openings. You can go get a job if you want one. But the Fed clearly has to cause pain clearly in the job market and having more openings is not exactly what they wanted. Here you go, buddy. So good news for the economy, bad news for the Fed. We are really going to see. I believe I believe the market is wishfully thinking for 50. If you've been following my channel, you know I've been calling for 50 for a long time in December, months back. We're going to have to see. Uh, The data today, again, one data point, again, says the Fed has more work to do. So we need to pay attention. Again, good news is bad news. And 
How do, how do you, can you look at that? Before the JOLTS report came out, the 10-year treasury yield had crashed to 3.96. It was down 11 basis points this morning. That's a lot. After the JOLTS report, it is already up to 4.05. So it moved roughly 10 basis points. That's a sign that the market goes, ouch, the Fed has more work to do. So JOLTS report, not good. Home builders, we've been talking about this. Greg Dickerson and I talk about this a lot. Greg Dickerson, one of our Monday experts, was a home builder, both luxury and first-time homes. And he's been telling you, builders will slash building. They will let lots go. All of this is transpiring. Right now, it appears builders have 1.1 month of finished product, right, ready to sell, which they are discounting. They have roughly 5.6 months of I don't know, call it active inventory, which they are slowing down. And then they have a couple of months of inventory not started. They won't start those. And they, again, are letting options on land go. Home builders are saying 2023 is going to be worse than 2022. And I agree. And we have been talking about this almost all year. Let's put this in context. Year to date, home building is down 19% and going to get worse. Building permits last month down 17% year on year and going to get worse. Remember, our Q3 GDP of 2.6 would have been 3.9 if not for the collapse in residential investment, which we have been talking about, and I believe will pull the country into a recession. Let's have a let's let's really understand how bad the 06 to 09 crash was for builders. Between January of 2006 and March of 2009, housing starts dropped 80%. 80. What I had been calling for all year is for them to fall over 50% peak to trough. I believe we are on our way. Uh, Diana Olick had a report yesterday saying demand for new homes is down 86% from last year. Folks, building, remodeling, transactions, they are all crashing. Residential investment, which was down 24% in Q3, will be lower going forward. And I think pull us. The start of a recession, I believe, is Q4 of this year. Redfin, good old Redfin CEO. Redfin CEO uh, had an article in Fortune magazine written by the great Lance Lambert. Yes, somebody that's been on this channel. Uh, I think his Twitter handle is News Lambert. Give him a follow. Give him a, give him a tweet. Tell him you uh, are following because of one rental at a time. He does really good work. But Redfin CEO has said investor mania caused the rapid rise, and ultimately the reset that is coming. So I looked at this from a numerical standpoint. So this is what I did. I'm like, okay, what, what is he talking about? So let's break down some numbers together. Last year, we did about 6 million transactions. Typically, each year, investors make up 24 to 25% of the market. What we had last year was investors made up about 
Okay, so what's an investor? Mom and pop landlords, second homes. You got to remember second homes are counted as investors. We have private equity or Wall Street. We have iBuyers. We have Airbnb buyers. We have flippers. You know the drill. So what we had last year is that cohort made up 33%. Okay, so we went from 25 to 33. That is clearly an increase. You want to call it mania, Mr. CEO of Redfin? It's, it's a free world, or at least a free country. So I did some math. 6 million at 25% is 1.5 million. 6 million times 33% is 2 million. So investor mania added 500,000 homes in one year as investments. Again, Airbnbs, iBuyers, second homes, all, you know, the whole cohort. So the question I have is, where's the pain? Where's the pain? Because I agree. I, and you've heard me on this channel talk about, I think there's some pain coming. So we've already talked about flipping, right? If you are buying into the peak of the market with non-QM debt, you are in trouble. I have been very clear that I think many Airbnb wannabe, uh, I don't know, uh, businesses are in trouble. Many will be okay, but many won't. You pay too much, your daily rates, competition, all of those things. So Airbnb, that is a very interesting one for me to think about. Because what I think is going to happen is a lot of those Airbnbs, given the debt structure, won't be sold, but they will be month-to-month -month or yearly rentals. So where I play is going to have more competition. That's okay. So maybe we will see some rent drops in single-family homes. I've been talking about pain in apartments, but maybe if you are in a city where Airbnb took off, and you had a lot of inventory, you're gonna have competition for rentals. Because again, what is behind a lot of these is 30-year debt sub 4%. That is an asset. Now, if you laddered in and you levered up your balance sheet and you have all this stupid toxic debt, short term, you're done, you're in trouble. But I don't think that's a lot of folks. Again, remember something else we learned in 2021, 98% of loans were fixed. So yes, it clearly looks like investors moved in to the tune of an extra 500,000 purchases. Get it? But most of them, again, just tying two data sets together, have fixed rate debt. So it'll be interesting to see where the inventory comes. My suspicion is we will have more rental competition, which is actually okay because right now with rates so high, let more people need to rent, so maybe it's a good give and take. That's what I think about that. Inventory heavy cities. Again, Lance Lambert, I think I'm gonna bring this article up with one of my experts today. He talked about cities comparing Q1 of 2021 with Q1 of 2022. Again, Lance Lambert, if you follow him on Twitter like I do, you can get these. It's at News Lambert. Give him a follow. Tell him you came from one rental at a time. For example, Atlanta, Georgia went from 22.7% in 2021 to 33% in 2022. That's a big jump, right? 
How about Phoenix? Phoenix. Phoenix is in trouble, right? We have heard from Bill McBride. We've heard from lots of folks that Phoenix is in trouble. Phoenix, 2021. Investors were 20.4% of the market. Now, or in Q1 of 2022, 29%. Ouch. Nashville, Tennessee. I hear about Nashville all the time. I'm just going to round these numbers now. Went from 17 to 24. How about Las Vegas? Brian Lebo's backyard. 20.6 to 26.8. A jump. Sacramento, California, where Matt the Mortgage Guy is. 14% to 19. And then lastly, Cleveland, Ohio, from 19.3 to 22.4. So again, there was clearly an influx. But remember, investor purchases also include second homes. I believe what they're doing is looking at where the tax bill is sent or the mortgage is sent. That's why they call it, they include second homes in investment purchases. So very cool. Patrick Bet David. Good old Patrick Bed David, Valuetainment. Again, somebody I follow on social media. He put out a video yesterday called Fear Porn. And in that video, I'm going to paraphrase, paraphrase, easy for me to say, something that he said that I believe in 100%. And I have talked about just not as eloquently as he has. The last two years, a lot of people, have made a lot of money being very bad at what they do. If you are one of them and you got cocky, like his son in backgammon, I think he talks about, you're going to get spanked. I have talked about this as a personal story of mine back in 2001, the same thing. I was that guy. I took seven grand, turned it into almost 200. I thought I was invincible. And then I lost 80%. Some of you, lots of the folks that don't watch my channel, because again, what is my channel? Do the work. Most people will never do the work. People that don't do the work won't come back to my channel. It's okay. They want permission to sit on the couch and wait for a bell. That's not me. I want you to do the work every day. And that's not sexy. That's not fun. But it is profitable. I agree with Patrick Bet David in Valuetainment. There are going to be a lots of people, and I've called them stimulus ballers, who are going to lose their ass. Private planes discounted. Patrick Bet David talked about a private plane being discounted 50%. Luxury cars, watches, second homes. Pain is coming. You're not as good as you think you are. Again, my story, did the work, dove in, read income statements, balance sheets, listened to earnings calls, turned seven grand, ultimately into almost 200. I got cocky. I stopped doing the work. I started gambling, speculating, using options. I wasn't as good. I stopped doing the work. So I agree. Patrick, Brett, David, there's going to be lots of pain from people who got lucky. You were lucky. It's okay. Everybody needs to learn that lesson, I guess. And then lastly, I closed on my house yesterday. We are going to be going to Fresno on Friday to check it out. We're going to create a plan. 
Right now, rough and tough, the plan is we got to do a couple of things for sure. Uh, so again, rough numbers. We bought it for 203. We're going to spend about 20 grand on it real quick. And then maybe 22, 20, let's say 23 grand. And then we might list it for 299 within 30 days or so. Else we'll, you know, take it off the market maybe in January and then finish the flip if it's not sold. Because again, it will be a great FHA home, but I can't sell it FHA for 91 days, which will put it in February 2nd or February 1st. So if I can sell it conventional or whatnot, I will. I think we can get the roof and a couple of little things done for about 22 to 23 grand. So I will hopefully show you that. Uh, again, Carlos from The Hub is out there doing some work or actually he'll be out there soon. So I'll keep you up to date. I will share all the numbers all the time. We'll see how it goes. So again, do the work, write offers, don't pay list price, get closing costs. If you need help, you got to buy my course, how to get started one rental at a time. Ridiculously cheap at 320. Join the Facebook group, you know, deep dives, all that stuff. All right. Take care. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye.